person is born again the moment that they repent of their sin and place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And from that moment on, they're a child of the king and a citizen of heaven. The Bible declares that a person who's placed their faith in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. They have new life. No doubt about it. But God desires for that person to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. 
We all began as babes in Christ, all of us. But we're to grow to become more like Christ in our holiness. And this begins with the first step of obedience, which is for the believer baptism. We're baptized in obedience to the Lord and we publicly declare that he belongs to us and we belong to him. We should also join with a church that believes and honors his word. You see, these are beginning steps. These are the very first steps. If we're going to grow as the Lord wants us to grow. Baptism is one of two ordinances that we have in the church. Once we're baptized, become a member of the church, we're ready to participate in that second ordinance, which we've come to participate in today. And that is the Lord's Supper or communion. I love how John Hammett described the communion and baptism. The ordinance is when he said this. If baptism is the wedding ceremony in which a believer publicly declares his or her commitment to Christ, the Lord's Supper is similar to an anniversary celebration where the wedding vows are renewed. I pray that as we celebrate today the Lord's Supper together, that it will be that. It will be a renewal. And in order to help us along that path, I want to call to your attention primarily just one verse of Scripture today. It's found in Paul's letter to the first Corinthians, his first letter to the Corinthians, first Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 26, first Corinthians eleven twenty-six. The Bible says, therefore, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you, procre- you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We note right away that the Bible does not tell us how often we have to celebrate the Lord's Supper. The Bible says for as often as you do this. And so we as an autonomous Baptist church under the Lordship of Christ, we've decided that we will we will observe the Lord's Supper at least once a quarter on that fifth Sunday. And today we've come to do that. But the question really is, what is all this about? Why do we do this? What does all of this mean? Eating of the bread and drinking of the cup. Well, as I've studied this passage, I brought to your attention today, this particular verse, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. 26. Uh, several truths came to life as I studied it and meditated on it. Our observance today has an aspect that looks back, that looks around. And looks forward. To put it another way, there's the idea of past, present, and future. Let's consider the past first as we look back. Notice what it says in that verse. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. You proclaim the Lord's death. The key word as we look back today is the word remember. We need to remember that this is the Lord's supper. Uh, This is not our idea. We did not sit down and come up with this. This would be a neat thing to do. The Lord is the one that instituted this. He's the one that hosted the first Lord's Supper. Look back at the verses that precede our text this morning. Look at what Paul writes in verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The Lord is very clear in his instructions on that very first Lord's Supper. On that very first night, he said, Do this in remembrance of me. Remember me. When you eat the bread, remember me when you drink the juice, remember me. It reminds us of his substitutionary death upon the cross. The bread reminding us of his precious body that was nailed there for us. The the, the cup reminding us of the blood that was shed there for us. He voluntarily gave his life. No man took it from him. He laid it down before them. He allowed them to raise him up between earth and heaven upon that cross. He died for us. The fruit of the vine reminding us of that blood that was shed. He gave himself for us. He died for us. He gave himself that we might live. And each time we take the Lord's Supper, we observe it. We take that bread. We take that cup. It reminds us of the price that was paid that we might have eternal life. That we might have the forgiveness of sin. That we might have a home in heaven. Never forget, beloved, salvation is free, but it was not cheap. It's free to us. It's by grace through faith, but it wasn't cheap. It cost God his precious, only begotten son, his very life. And as we eat the bread and drink the cup today, we should do so with obvious gratitude. We should eat these things with thanksgiving. We should eat them saying, thank you, Jesus, for loving me that much that you gave all that I might have life. As we look back, we remember. But let's go to the other end now and let's look ahead. Let's look forward to the future. Go back to our verse this morning. First Corinthians eleven twenty six. For as often as you eat this bread... And drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Notice the last three words. Till he comes. Did you catch the significance of that? See, he's no longer dead. He's no longer dead. Yes, he died. He truly died. He was truly buried. But on the third day, he arose victorious over sin, death and the grave. He's alive. And as a reminded here, he's coming again. Hallelujah. Even so come, Lord Jesus. He's coming again. And it says here, as we do this, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You see, the Lord's Supper is really a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of the gospel. It reminds us of his death, that he died for us. It reminds us that he's living and we do this till he comes again. He's alive and it's coming again. And if we were to choose a key word for this aspect as we look ahead to the future... We might choose the word look. We look at the past and we remember, but we look ahead and we look for his coming. We look for the Lord's return. Recently, these verses have been a real encouragement to me. You probably recognize them from John chapter 14. They've become so sweet to me in recent days. The Lord Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. 
that where I am, there you may be also. You see, beloved, every time we observe the Lord's Supper, we remind ourselves that he is coming again. One day we will see him face to face. What an awesome thought. Till he comes, we do this. We look back and we remember. We look ahead and we look for his return. But then we look around at the present. And as we look around today, we're reminded that this is the Lord's Supper. He invited us today. Think about that. You know, if somebody invites you for supper, that's a special thing, isn't it? The Lord has invited us today to the Lord's Supper. He instituted this. We realize today that none of us are worthy to receive this in our own merit. But he has made us worthy to receive it by his righteousness. We come today in his righteousness. We come today in his name. We call it the Lord's Supper. It's also called communion in 1 Corinthians 10, 16. Communion. When you consider that word communion, to commune with someone, and you consider who instituted it, and you consider who invited us today, you hopefully begin to see that he desires to have fellowship with us. You see, this is a time of fellowship with him. We come today in worship. We come today in praise. That's why we can celebrate. We call it we're celebrating the Lord's Supper. We're celebrating. Even though we remember his death, we remember that he died that we might live. It was out of his love for us and his heart for us that he died for us. And we can celebrate in awe and worship and wonder the fact that he loved us that much. And he's even instituted this to remind us over and over again of his body and his blood and his love and his coming again and his desire to fellowship with us. And and as we take the Lord's Supper, we also look around and notice our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, And we fellowship together. Around his table. Brought together in unity. You see, we're made one in Christ. No matter where we have come from. No matter where we were reared. No matter what our nationality, our color, our whatever. We are one in Christ. As we repented of our sin and placed our faith. And he brings us to his table together in sweet unity. We have that fellowship with him and our fellowship with one another. And as those who know Christ, that coming together is just a small picture of what will be for all eternity. Because one day we will be gathered together with him for all eternity together. Even so come, Lord Jesus. And so as I look at this verse, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till it comes. I say to you, Christian, as you come today and as you take the Lord's Supper today, look back and remember. Remember the body that was broken for you. Remember the blood that was shed for you. And then while you're looking back, take a moment and look forward. And remember that he's coming again. And then 
In another moment, look around. Look around at your brothers and sisters in Christ and realize we are one in Christ. But then also look around and realize that we come today to fellowship with Christ himself at his table. And celebrate and worship and rejoice in knowing that you are loved. He has invited you, Christian. He desires to commune with you. He desires for you to remember him. And he desires for you to fellowship with him. For as often as we do this, we proclaim his death till he comes. He's coming again. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? We know that the Bible instructs us to take some time and to allow God to examine our hearts. To make sure that all things are right in our fellowship with him. The Lord's Supper is for believers. Those that are members here and if you're a member of a church of like precious faith and practice, we invite you to celebrate as well. We encourage moms and dads to instruct their children that this is for those who are born again and baptized and are part of the church. But as you're there today, I wonder before we begin that formal examination, if there might be someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ. He loves you. He died for you. He desires for you to have new life in him. We studied in Sunday school this morning about that narrow gate and that narrow road that leads to life. See, he's the gate. He's the road. No man comes to the father, but through him. He desires to have fellowship with you. He desires to commune with you. But that begins as you turn from your sin and place your faith in Christ. I want to invite you today, if you've never received Christ, to cry out to him. He will forgive. He will cleanse. He'll make you a child of God, an heir and joint heir of Christ, and he'll give you eternal life. I want to encourage you to cry out to him today. Then for those of us who know him, let's take a moment. Allow God, the Holy Spirit, to... Put his finger on anything that may not be quite right. Let's confess it, forsake it. And be able today to take these elements with rejoicing and clean hands and a pure heart before him. And really be able to have that sweet fellowship. So would you take a moment and ask God the Holy Spirit to just search you. And would you deal with anything that's not right? And we're going to sing a hymn of invitation and then we're going to take... And observe the Lord's Supper. Would you take a moment right now and allow the Holy Spirit to examine you? Now, Father, we thank you for this time that you've given to us. The Lord Jesus himself instituting this. That we might remember the price paid. Remember, we can fellowship with him today and remember that he's coming again. 
Father, I pray that if anyone here does not know him. That during this invitation time, you would bring them and. Allow us to put them with someone who would pick a Bible and. Answer their questions and share the gospel with them. I pray for those children of yours, Lord, all of us as we're here today. That you would put your finger on anything that is not right. Whether it's a strained fellowship between us and you or maybe even one between a brother and sister in Christ or a brother and a brother or sister and sister in Christ. Lord, those things could be set right and made right. That we can come together today in unity and harmony and peace and fellowship one with another as we fellowship with you. Father, help us to spend the time we need today to catch the significance of this most sacred time. Thank you that while we're very reverent, we are also at the same time rejoicing and celebrating in your love for us. We're not worthy, but you've made us worthy in Christ. Thank you for that. So, Father, bless this invitation. Bless this celebration. May in all things Christ be magnified and glorified. And we ask this in his name and for his sake. Amen. Before we take the Lord's Supper this morning, I would ask you to take a hymn book, turn to 134. Jesus paid it all, and perhaps you're here today and you've never received Christ. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. As we begin singing, just come meet me here at the front. I'll be right down there in the front. Say, well, happy preacher, I'll put you with someone who loves Jesus and loves you. They'll take a Bible and lead you to Christ. Maybe you're a Christian today and you want to come and kneel and pray. Maybe there's something you want to get right. But you just want to come and just worship here at this altar and lift him up before we take the Lord's Supper. You come. We invite you to come. We're going to sing all four verses as we continue to prepare our hearts to take this. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. 134, let's stand. I'll be down at the front. You come today. 134.